0: Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey and I'm Alex. We've done all the books and now we're diving into the TV show.
1: Join us every Tuesday for a new mission.
0: And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem,
1: both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army.
0: Did I tell you, just to, talking about kids led me into like a certain group of friends and I make goat jokes too. Did I tell you about the very serious message I got earlier today from Shannon? No. She messaged me and she said, there's something I've been meaning to tell you for months. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then she said... Marco's my favorite Animorphs character, and I'm mad at Cassie. And I said, <gasps> "Why?" And she said, "I'm driving right now. I'll tell you later." She has yet to tell me. Oh my god! You
1: can't just say something profound and then not elaborate, Shannon.
0: It's and and she's been thinking about this for months yeah. and hasn't gotten it off her chest yet. So wow, I'm really curious as to where this is going. I will I will keep everybody updated as I hear more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh
1: man, do we want to start the episode or? I don't.
0: No, not really. Okay, we can just keep I talking. Did, I just I didn't like this one. You didn't like this one. I didn't really like this one.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I feel like every week I go into it being like, oh, this one kind of sucked.
0: I mean, I like this one. I feel like when we go into this, there's some episodes that's like, I feel like I've I've at least had a varying response of I hated this one, I liked this one, but I feel like I shouldn't have, or like this one was fine. I don't really like care either way. This one was just like bad, like, and it's not like oh I hate it because the specific thing. Like I don't even feel strongly enough about it to hate it. It just. The writing was shitty, the dialogue once again got awful. There was plot points that were super important that like all of a sudden they're like, kids can figure this out on their own. It's a hint, but then like that's never happened before. And it was a somewhat complex story that they were just getting after. There was just there was a lot happening. Axe committed crimes. <laughs> he certainly did. Not, like, acting crimes, like, legitimate in-world crimes.
1: He stole stuff.
0: He stole. He's a thief, and he's stolen a dragon egg. (laughs) God. It's been a lot of Spyro talk. I want to play Spyro, but I won't. A lot of Spyro talk. Spyro. I feel like the camera work was, like, really bad. Like, all of the actors looked, like, really, like, weirdly, like, like, their makeup wasn't good this week. That looks, like, weirdly, like, pasty, or, like, they had caked-on makeup. Like, it was really weird. Even Boris, like, looked, his skin looked, like, weird, like they had put too much powder on or something. It was very weird. Hmm.
1: This is, this is all very interesting, because I guess this episode for me was just kind of, like, I don't feel very strongly about it at all. Like, okay. I wasn't overtly offended by it, but... There wasn't a whole lot that I really loved about it, except for Axe, obviously, forever. But even Axe, I was really lukewarm on this week. There were a couple things about Axe that I thought were strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, still, still delightful. I don't know.
0: I'll defend him until the ends of the earth. I mean, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't defend him, and like he had moments but like even his like funny moments for me kind of fell flat this week okay i don't know and like i i feel like the whole tobias thing at the end should have been like a big deal and i just didn't like i was like all right whatever like eh, who cares
1: (laughs) it's been i won't say it's been a week because it was really just like one major day this week that like in like the real world that Made it. <laughs> there was like enough happening in one day for it to last like six months, but like Jesus. We
0: are like one week into 2021 at this point. Shit. Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> one week's in a long to me. Turn <laughs> <in> the sides <laughs> and <so> I'm <laughs> angry. Five days since I laughed to you saying you just did uh, to no, laugh the do. Day. Three days since the living room. <laughs> what if we just did Bare Naked Ladies, the album for the rest of the podcast? We just sang. Out of order, their lyrics. Sure, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure all the ones I just sang were out of order. No, no, I think
1: I was following along. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> God. if
0: I put my fingers here and if... I, <laughs> I really don't want to talk about
1: this <laughs> We're really just going to sing Berenaked lady song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, other naked lady songs, which is stupid because, like, I have a whole album of theirs, and I... You know, obviously they have a lot of hits, and but I've just been so disconnected <laughs> from music for the past couple of months. It's just been like podcasts oh. and books that I just like don't remember anything about music, which really sucks when you have a comic about music.
0: <laughs> oh, um, the other one that uh, i buy you a diamond ring. Oh yeah, if
1: I had a million dollars, and then if I
0: had a million. What's the dollars. one that's like?
1: I just made you say underwear. Oh. Fuck. Oh, what is that one? The dream return, never but it's gone when you try to scream about the. Pinch me. Pinch yes. me. That's what it's called. Pinch <laughs> me. <laughs> what other Baronet Lady
0: songs can we remember?
1: There's that one about the the guy and his lady friend, and they have a pregnancy scare, but then she gets her oh. period. She gets her period, and then they just like fuck a lot because she's yeah. not pregnant.
0: It's a great song. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> I remember the first time I listened to it. I was like, "What? What the fuck? <laughs> what, what is this song about?" Oh, this,
0: uh, it's wonderful. It, it's like it just feels like this is a really good segue into the TV show from the same time, same-ish time period. But like, I, man, I just don't want to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay, it's not like it's offensive, it's just, it's just boring. It's, it's not quite as boring
1: as the Rachel Loses Her Memory episode, but yeah. But at least it's...
0: I was, like, angry at that one.
1: You were angry at that one?
0: Like, I was kind of like, oh, this fucking sucks. This one, like, I don't, eh, It's it's not good, but like, I don't just... even care enough.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's because there was a lot of Tom in it.
0: Yeah. And that actor wasn't good. No. He like, really he, wasn't. He wasn't good before, but he really wasn't good now.
1: Yeah. Alright. Just, let's just do it. Let's
0: just do it! Okay, let's rip off the band-aid. Do it! Uh, okay. Am I doing it? So-
1: <laughs> You're doing it so good. <laughs> Thank you. Put on a happy face. Um... So I guess this is the first of a three-parter. No. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There's more Ooh, of this was coming. Part
0: 1, but I didn't realize there'd be so many. <laughs> there are just so many. <laughs> There's just so many. Ooh. All right. Let's yep. do
1: it. This is Face Off Part 1.
0: Face Off. Put. Face Off Attack. Attack or, or Defend. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> all right
1: um we're in jake's room and jake's sitting on his bed he's listening to the radio and i thought the radio announcer kind of sounded like jake's dad
0: um <laughs> but he's talking about the big game if you asked me to pick up jake's dad out of a lineup right now i could not fucking do it really truly I don't know, I just thought I was like, is Jake's dad in the room? Like what's going on? I kinda remember his face vaguely, but like it's it's very vague. Maybe I
1: just remember him because we're watching the expanse right now and it's... he's like the president of the world in the expanse. He's like oh, the president that of Earth. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. He's old. <laughs> I keep hoping Sean Ashmore will show up. Daddy! Daddy! What are you doing here, Daddy? daddy
0: are you taking over the universe, Daddy?
1: are you going to war with Mars, D. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah. Well, I won't spoil the Expanse for you. Okay. We're in Jake's room. He's talk- the radio man is talking about the big game. And then we hear Tom's voice coming from the hallway. He's also talking about the big game. Jake peeks into the hallway. Tom and Tom, of- one of Tom's friends is in there. And Jake's like, hey. And Tom says, are you going to the big game? And Jake asks Tom if Tom is playing in the big game. Tom says he's not playing in the big game, but the sharing is setting up the rally for the big game. And Jake says, sure, I'll go to the big game. I don't know about you, but I think there might be a big game going on in this episode.
0: What? A big game? A big game, did you hear? A big game, you say? A game that is big? What? How big is this game? A big, big game. Wow, is it a game?
1: It's a game, and it's big. Oh
0: What?! big <laughs> uh
1: the audience is like shut up
0: it's the dialogue was a fucking nightmare it wasn't great rachel had the worst but i'll get we'll we'll burn that bridge okay. when we come to it we will
1: burn that bridge uh yeah, so then Tom and his friend go into Tom's room to do sneaky jerk things, and Jake goes back into his room in slow motion, closes the door, and starts morphing. Then we go to the barn, and Cassie is there, and Rachel comes in looking for Jake, who apparently has the tickets to the big game, and Cassie says that she has their tickets for the big game. And Marco saunters up behind Rachel, and he says, this is going to be a great big game.
0: Is this the <laughs> same big game as before?
1: I think it might be. It's it's a
0: really big game. No way. That's big. Everybody's going to the big game. If they're all going, that's that's gotta be a big game. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's more. Oh,
1: great. Axe is hanging out with Tobias, and he says he's never been to a big game. And Marco says <laughs> he'll have so much fun at the big game, and Axe is gonna eat lots of popcorn. And Tobias is like, yeah, Axe, it'll be fun. And Axe is like, Big game sounds good to me. Uh, uh, I care slightly I, more about the big game now that Axe is going, but still.
0: Is this the point where the fist bump thing happens? Yes. Yeah. That's the only redeeming thing that happened here.
1: Yeah, as Marco goes in for a fist bump and Axe just looks confused, and Marco like grabs his hand and makes him fist bump, and it's quite good.
0: And I just, like, at the end where Axe pulls his hand away, like, and then holds it as if Marco has hurt his hand in some way. <laughs> what the fuck did you do to me, dude? How could you do this? How could you? My, my poor hand. It's delicate. And you hit me. <laughs> You're violent. What is
1: this human custom
0: of violence? <laughs> Why would you repeatedly strike me in such a manner? <laughs> and that was the only thing i gave a shit about for the next 20 minutes <laughs> basically i was just sitting there wondering why
1: paulo said his lines so very quietly in that scene
0: i don't understand okay yes quietly was a problem they they all had like a weird volume problem this whole episode which like We've had that problem before on podcasts. I get that volume's hard, but like you're an actual professional production, not like two idiots with microphones. Allegedly. So, allegedly. <laughs> it's a very big allegedly. Um But yeah, like it was it was just weird. It was super weird. And then the dialogue was just so stilted that like when I wasn't astounded at like the sound being so bad, I was astounded <laughs> at the words coming out of their mouth. <laughs> it's a good thing they said their lines quietly, because the lines were dumb. Yeah,
1: they were. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, I was just man. like, Paula, do you have a cold? Or like are you just is Axe sad just today? Sad. Like
0: he's just so sad just having an introverted day. He Aww. doesn't want to do the big game. He just wants to hang out with his friend
1: Tobias. His shorm. Yeah. Forever. Doing stuff together. Yeah. Eat mice together. Shorms <laughs> <laughs> together <cat> <laughs> eating mice forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so Cassie tells him to stop goofing around. This is serious because the sharing is running the rally. And Rachel says that half the cheerleaders are controllers. And Marco's like, oh, no, not the cheerleaders, and then gives a little shit-eating smile. And Rachel and Cassie roll their eyes and tell him to get over it, and then Axe is like, yeah, the Yerks will have plenty of opportunity
0: to gather new hosts. And then that's the okay. end of that scene. You Did you have the same reaction that Scott and I did to that scene? Were you waiting for Axe to turn to him and say, yeah, get over it? Absolutely. And then he said other words? Yeah, so okay, We were both like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: I know like when I was first writing my notes I wrote that like Cassie and Rachel tell him to get over it and Axe agrees but then I had to stop and be like but he's not really agreeing he's just going off on a different thing
0: he had a completely different thought that didn't belong in this dialogue and just went for it anyways I just I would have loved it if he had been like yeah get over it Especially like still holding his hand after yeah! the fist bump, and he'd be like, "Yeah, get over it."
1: And then, like, then maybe they would have shot to the girls who kind of like laughed at him, and he would have just like yep. perplexed. Like it would have been,
0: yeah. <laughs> and like, That's not what happened.
1: You didn't need to add that the Yerks were going to get more hosts because we already inferred that from the fact that they are throwing the damn thing. Like,
0: well, even if we didn't infer from that, we could have waited till the next. 15 scenes where they they hammer it into our brains if we hadn't gotten it yet. Jesus. Much like the Yerks were force fed into controllers' brains, (laughs) we were fed the line through our ears into our brains as hard as possible. Yep.
1: We (laughs) will go back to Jake's house, where Jake is now an iguana. Not a lizard, an iguana. Yeah. Um. And he's narrating, for the audience's sake, that he has to find out the mystery of the big game and why Tom is involved. And then he complains about being an iguana.
0: TM, the big game.
1: The big game, TM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sneaks into Tom's room, and Tom's digging through his shit. And Tom's friend is like, what are you looking for? And Tom's like, the end of, like, discs, stupid. And Jake's like, oh my god, Tom had the disc the whole time? And Tom is like, this disc is my ticket to a big promotion. And I'm like, why the fuck can't you find it then? If it's that important, you would have put it in a place you remembered where you put it.
0: Yeah. No kidding. And, like, if this was the books, it would have been written in a way where you're like, hey, is the teenage brain starting to affect the yerk? But in the show, it was like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You just... uh. Whatever. I'm not sure why they made that choice. It was
0: nonsensical. It would have been cool if it was the teenage brain affecting the Yurk if we had any sort of indication that the host brain affects the Yurk equally as the Yurk does to the host brain. But, like, no. There's nothing like that.
1: Nope. He just was a dumb person
0: and put the thing in a place where he couldn't find it. Yeah. His big ticket to his promotion. And, like... If he's had it for a while, why is he just bringing it out now? Yeah. Also, it was in the lab, like, three episodes ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I was just trying to remember when we last saw it. How did
0: he get it? I think it was in the lab where the... You know. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. (laughs) It really just doesn't. It doesn't. They were, like, so close to unlocking the secrets.
1: They're really, really hammering this disc thing home in this TV show. They really want to make a mountain out of the disc molehill, as it were.
0: They're like, we gotta sell all of the toys of this disc. But then there were never no toys materialized. None. If they made a
1: better T V show, they could have had toys.
0: Well like again, the biggest opportunity would be the fucking Draken beams and yet somebody made the choice to make those flashlights. (laughs) That's so true. Oh Oh, no! Do you think
1: that they gave the whatever the director, whatever the person the TV show and they were like, oh by the way there's absolutely going to be no franchise opportunities so just like do whatever you want. (laughs) And they were like okay, flashlights,
0: motherfucker! Flashlights, but then of course the alien disc and a goddamn yak back is what we're going to (laughs) build our hopes and dreams on. (laughs) How many drugs were they all doing? Oh
1: no, that's a very good Jeez. point. I never thought about the franchising or lack thereof. Like about the only thing they made was like the the Meet the Cast of the Animorphs book, and that was it. I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, they had the Transformers toys too for the kids. But those were also
1: cheap and shitty, as I recall you mentioning, because they just right like, because
0: they were Transformers line. Like yeah. Yeah, they literally turned them into a different toy line because it was so wildly unsuccessful. Yeah, oh, There was a cool T-Rex, though. That was really big. Ooh. It might have even been, like, a snap sum together, but I don't remember it clearly enough to say for sure. Hmm. But they did have a T-Rex. Okay. And, like, Axe turned into a scorpion inexplicably.
1: <laughs> because, because
0: he has a scorpion tail, I guess? I guess they were like just just flip it around. Or... Just make him a scorpion. Never gets that morph ever, but just, pff, have him do it. Fuck it. It's fine. It's, all, it's fine. all fine. Rachel never gets a lion
1: in the books, but here we are. Nope. nope. Well, but Tom finds it finally and Jake sneaks into Tom's backpack and they talk about how Tom is going to be made a visor because he made a deal with Visor 3. Friend congratulates him and calls him his York designation, and Tom's like, don't fucking call me that here. Somebody will hear you. <laughs> um. Tom picks up the backpack, the guys head out, and Jake's like, oh shit, I'm trapped in the backpack. And then Hello. Tom says farewell to Jake over his shoulder as they walk out of the house. And that's the
0: opening scene. Here are the credits. Da-da. By... The time we got to the credits, the only thought in my head was, oh, my God, we're going to be talking about this for, like, 20 minutes, this opening sequence. And, like, it was the worst. Oh. Wasn't great. Wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't great. No, it would have made it better. So many things. (laughs) So many things I can't even tell you them all. Yes. But what specifically are you referring to? Homer. Homer would have... Improved this a lot, Aww, Homer. But they wanted the iguana, and you can't have the dog and the iguana on the set at the same time.
1: That's true, because the iguana will eat the
0: dog. Yeah, yeah, and the production cost would just be astronomical. Mm-hmm. God, that lizard's what fifteen dollars, <laughs> and the dog actor—God <laughs> only knows. <laughs>
1: can't get another dog like that because the dog's got a spot on his tongue and they'd know that's right
0: we'd all know fucking know we'd all know (sighs) we'd be like andalite andalite you're not real you're
1: not a real dog you're not a real andalite or a dog or i don't know what you are fuck the fuck are you (laughs) get out of here (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's the plot of this show oh. wow all right we might have to rally for this one okay I'm dying
0: okay much like the rally at the uh, big game tm 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 tm, TM. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh,
1: should we make big game t-shirts
0: i think we should i went to the
1: big game Time. of 1990 life at the big game. Yeah. What are what are
0: some sports t-shirts like What are what are t-shirts that have sports slogan on them? Nike. Oh my god. Adidas. Can I build one right now? Can I tell yeah. you the t-shirt I want right now? Okay. Play in the space. So what I desperately want is I think what I want is the front of the shirt to say big game really large. Okay. Big game on the front. On the back, I want the letter D, the plus sign, and a fence. It's like that's a thing you did at games in the nineties, right? Defense. Oh. Oh
1: Sure, sure. It took me a minute. That's what I want. You said sure. D. You said D plus, and I was like Disney
0: plus. No, no, no. D plus sign, picture of a white picket fence. D-fence. I like that. I like that. Yeah.
1: That's what I want. We like a pun here at Animorphs Anonymous. We endorse them.
0: I feel like it's also just like such a, a widely used thing through multiple games. Yeah. What about <sighs> offense? I, I haven't seen that at a game, but I'm not necessarily opposed to this. Why
1: haven't you seen it at a game? Is
0: it is it that most teams focus on offense
1: and they have to focus on defense? Therefore, you have to shout defense at them to get them to remember that that's also a very important component to the game. Perhaps.
0: Okay. If I had to guess as to why we chant defense and not offense, it's because when the offense is doing their job, they're rushing the opponent's goal. And so people are just screaming excitedly. But when the other team is rushing your goal, it's the defense that appears to be failing, even if it's just because the offense is very good. Okay. Also, there's like, I mean, I'm thinking specifically hockey here, just because this is where... I I
1: assume since you were saying goals.
0: My wheelhouse is... There are goals in soccer goals. But we're talking about basketball. Oh, I kind of forgot that basketball was even happening. I guess you could go <laughs> towards the net. I was thinking, like, I mean, they didn't just soccer. say the big
1: game. They didn't specify what sports ball they were playing, so Right, fair
0: and I personally experienced the defense thing first at a hockey game, but I haven't right. seen it done in other sports. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you have three wingers and 2D and, like, you know... If there's three people rushing the net, you're not going to be shouting offense. You're going to be shouting whatever the goalie's last name is. And then, like, that's true. you suck, which is another great one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to go to a hockey game. I
0: hate the pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic is the worst. Fuck you. Uh, do you remember? I doubt you would. But do you remember in the 90s, Curtis Joseph, <laughs> the goalie? No. And everybody called him Cujo because his name was Curtis Joseph.
1: Nope.
0: Okay, well, there was this goalie in the 90s. His name was Curtis Joseph. Everybody called him Cujo. I was watching, uh, like, what do they call it? Triple A hockey? Like, several years ago at this point. And there was a player named Curtis Joseph, and I was like, no way. That's not Cujo. And it, I don't think it was. I think it was, like, his son or something. Because it had been son fucking of decades at this point, right? <laughs> and I think he was moving up or down from from college to AAA to get to the NHL or down. One of the two, or maybe he'd just be stuck there forever because he bottoms out there. But anyways, the point being, I got very excited. And every time I mentioned Cujo, people were like, I have no fucking idea who you're talking about. And I'm like... He was huge in the 90s! And then now I'm just thinking maybe he wasn't huge in the 90s. Maybe I'm the only (laughs) one that knew about (laughs) Cujo. But, like, you were hockey-savvy in the 90s, and and a lot of us were I was. I dropped off, but I was hockey-savvy in the 90s.
1: Because you were Canadian, probably. That's a generalization and a stereotype.
0: It's fine. You can stereotype me. I don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I, I just got really excited about Cujo and I, I just wanted to share that thought on the podcast to really shoehorn in Curtis Joseph.
1: Do you want to read a cute, adorable hockey romance comic at some point? Cause there's a cute, adorable hockey romance comic called Check Please that y'all should check out.
0: <laughs> it's, check, real check it's real good. It's real good. Uh, how accurate is it? because if the rules aren't strictly followed if i listen, if we don't respect offsides, I'm going to immediately put down this comic.
1: <laughs> I don't know how accurate it is like it seems well researched anyway um, okay, and I mean hockey's not like the only thing that happens in it, but like it's you know it's kind God, of like it, a baseline,
0: but there's so many good fucking like oh. Talking about clearing the zone, face-off. Oh, Playing the box. Playing the box. Did, you, did I ever tell you a story about the leper hockey game? No. There was a face-off in the corner. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Because they were the lepers.
1: Oh, I get, <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. Oh, my God. We I need to this. get out of here. <laughs> Speaking of a face-off. That's the name of this episode, Face-Off One. <laughs> I told you, I told you this morning that recording was going to be interesting. I didn't think
0: you meant like this, though.
1: I exactly meant like this.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God. Oh, fucking A. Kill my whole body. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um... We're, at, we're back at the fucking barn. Thank and God. The kids are talking about there's probably a new entrance to the Yerk Pool off the gym. Rachel says they need to sneak down there and destroy the Candrona again. And they plan that Cassio and Rachel will go early to scope things out. Axe and Marco will come later. Tobias will keep watch from outside. They all get ready to go. Rachel hangs back and talks to Tobias. And she's like, We need you. We can't do any of this without you. And he's like, Thanks, Rachel. And it's very nice. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Oh, you didn't like it. This didn't. It didn't move me. I was really distracted by the fact that she kept approaching the bird head on, and the bird was giving signals like "I'm uncomfortable with this interaction." That's you're bad. not. You're not uncomfortable, and like I was just very distracted by That's... all of that. I didn't think the lines from either of them were delivered super believably. Oh, whoa! whoa! Like, Hot take. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. I didn't think it was that great. And normally, normally I'd be the all there for it. Like, normally yeah. I'd be... I'm like, oh, it's all my favorite things. But, like, this time I was just like, eh. That's fair. That's fair. That's fine. <sighs> well, after that, we're
1: back yeah. at the Yerk Pool. Or not... We're at the Yerk Pool for the first time. since so For a while, actually. It's been a while
0: since we've been here. I Cause... think this is a big stretch to call this the Yerk Pool with what it's... comes next
1: uh what comes next what comes next You've it's been
0: kind free? of the yerk womb oh oh yeah well that part of it that comes later um oh yeah i guess there's the video teleconference first yeah and some other things
1: um <laughs> oh, so we're in the York, cool the flipping switches flipping switches um chapman is there and he's talking to somebody about morphing sensors and the gleep biofilters and they've all been set to destroy people that come through that aren't yorks and chapman's like set phasers to stun not kill the guy is like but in his 335 said and chapman screams like these are his orders and the dude backs off and goes to change the setting on the on the zap machine
0: which was so stupid like okay here is the like the levels of stupidity (laughs) <laughs> the one, the whole, like, it's set to kill. Actually, just set it so the alarms blare. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, weird shit one, but whatever. Then it was like, these are his orders. And I didn't think Chapman's actor did a great job of acting out that rage. And also, like, fact-checked. Be like, I did he say that? Maybe I'll go ask him. Like, right. instead the guy just is like, okay, I guess so. But then your whole plan... Is to get a bunch of non-controllers to come into the pool from the gym. Yep. So why the fuck are you setting up a deadly weapon that kills people who aren't controllers when you're bringing in non-controllers on purpose?
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I mean, I assumed it was because they were going to set it to kill to prevent Andalite bandolites from coming down and then turn them to stun when they're actually ready to bring people down. But yeah, that completely unravels later. Yeah. When Tom and I was already like, this is
0: unraveling at this point. And then later right. it just gets even worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whew. Outside the school, kids are milling around. Rachel and Cassie try to go inside the building and Tom's friend is blocking the doors and they're not letting anyone in for another 10 minutes. And the girls turn away. Rachel says they're right on time. Cassie says, let's get small. They sneak over the wall and find a place to morph into something. Um, Chapman climbs up out of the Yerk pool and emerges from a secret door behind a bunch of lockers in the boys' locker room. And Tom shows up and he starts berating Chapman about security because apparently he just walked through the gym without anybody noticing. And Chapman's like, well, everybody already knows who the fuck you are, sir. And Tom... (laughs) Tom, like, doesn't know how to respond to this. He just kind of, like, goes silent for a minute. And then he's like, well, well, postcards are all the areas the analytes could morph. And, like, Tom's actor kept doing this. Like, he, like, didn't know how to respond to a line. So he just kind of made this, like, huffing noise. And then, like, whatever.
0: And his facial expression never changed. And, like, you know who would have been a better fucking Tom? Hmm. Is the friend of Tom's who at multiple points through this episode, has several different emotions acted perfectly. Like, reluctance and then, like, acceptance and, like, you know, I can't let you in, but, like, then he doesn't really know why, so he plays up this, like, I'm kind of confused, but, like, I want to help you, but I can't. I know I'm not Like, this guy goes (laughs) through more emotions than we've ever seen Tom's actor go through. He would have been great as Tom.
1: Oh, I literally didn't notice him. <laughs> I just know that he said some like not helpful things and he didn't seem to know what he was doing at any point in the thing but like It was
0: absolutely unhelpful but he at least like added emotions that added to the story for me behind it. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's rough. I think this is why this episode was rough because it was very tom heavy.
0: It was so tom heavy uh uh,
1: where the fuck am i um yeah so tom gives the order and he makes chapman open the york pool entrance for him as chapman's fiddling with the lock tom takes a swig of soda apparently this is significant we get a oh shot of the f- the fucking <laughs> we get a shot of the floor and cassie and rachel are there they're mice and they're very cute um Chapman starts asking Tom about the disc Tom's like I have it Chapman asks if she can be of any help and Tom hands him the empty soda can but Rachel and Cassie are under the impression that Tom just handed the disc to Chapman with like no fucking proof like they can't see what's fucking happening they just assume that this happened um, and
0: how did you tell that he handed the disc to Chapman because they think he handed the disc to Chapman they thought Chapman had the disc they have to tell Jake that that Tom handed the disc to Chapman Right. Chapman got the disc from Tom. Right. <laughs> God, the fucking dialogue. It's bad. It's real bad. It's so bad.
1: Um, Tom goes down into the York pool. Chapman's like, good luck. I hope you fucking
0: die. That was a very good part when he was like, I hope you fail. And they're like, Chapman. And he's like, oh, so what?
1: Huh, what? I didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> huh? Me? I'm Chapman.
1: The other thing I liked about this scene was at one point Cassie and Rachel are hiding in a shoe and they're kind of snuggling together. Which I was oh. a little bit concerned
0: about the mice, but it was really cute. The mice were like napping. Like they just kept cutting to shots of them napping together in the shoe. It was adorable. So cute. Like eyes totally closed napping, and they're like talking away, like having dialogue. But it's just these still shots of nice mice napping it's in the so, shoe. They're just like
1: snuggling with each other, and I love. Yeah, it.
0: they were adorable. Ooh. Absolutely inappropriate for what was happening, but was yeah. an adorable shot otherwise.
1: Very, very great. <laughs> um. Yeah, then, then Tom's friend, the guy who should have been Tom. Yeah, <laughs> uh, comes in and he starts complaining to Chapman. There's a bunch of people outside. He doesn't know what to do. And Chapman's like, well, let them in, dummy. And he hands the guy the pop can. And Rachel and Cassie are like, we got to get out of here. Yep. Doopy doop, 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 doopie doop. Tom makes his way down to the yerk pool. As he walks through the sensors, the alarm starts going off and he drops his backpack and falls on the ground screaming like a fucking melodramatic Shakespeare actor Jesus fucking Christ it was, it was so much he was just like oh no I'm in pain
0: like um, I I at this point was wishing so hard that they had left them on kill <laughs> oh, no. like how great would this episode have been if like Tom just got killed straight By up sheer fucking incompetence yeah sheer incompetence he gets killed And they're like, well. well." And then Jake was sad. (laughs) Sure, Jake can be sad. His brother got killed. Blah, 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 blah. But then we wouldn't have to watch that fucking actor anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. (sighs) Ah, Man, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm sorry if if you're Tom's actor. (laughs) You didn't do good, man. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: You're just getting a paycheck and. Probably, I,
0: I support your hustle. Get a paycheck. Cash it in. Call it a coin. date. There's, there's no need to go hard on this show at all, but yeah. like, just know I'm not gonna respect that part of this hustle.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up well. Maybe you've improved since then, but...
0: Maybe you're the greatest we're... actor ever and you're just phoning it in. I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna tell you it didn't we're, go well this episode.
1: We're judging what we see
0: and what we <laughs> saw was not good. Right. If we knew you as a person, we'd be much more supportive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so email me at. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, God, I'm
1: dying. Uh, da, 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 he's dead. Um, He tells the goons to turn the alarm off. And they do. And they're like, sorry, sir, we didn't know it was you. <laughs> and Jake sneaks out of the backpack. And Tom starts yelling at the guy that the biofilter doesn't work. I'm a yerk. The alarm shouldn't have gone off. And the guy's like, will Chapman made us change it? And Tom grabs a lever and and pulls it. And he's like, well, turn it back on to destroy. And the guy's like, sir, you just turned off the morphing sensor for this entire sector. And Jake's like, good job, idiot. And Tom tells the guy to turn it back on and turn the biofilter back on, but not when they're leading people down into the pool.
0: No fucking shit! Like, Um, at no point did they ever stop to consider that the Gleet biofilter was working. Right. And they also
1: yeah, yeah. Like, they did not consider that (laughs) a well-established Yurk controller walked through but the alarm still went off. Nothing fishy yeah. about that
0: they never even questioned Tom he's just like I'm a yerk and they're like oh yeah sure of course you are it's like like what if he dropped the backpack fell to the ground the filter goes off and they drag him away for questioning it wouldn't right. have changed a single fucking thing
1: right yeah yep but all they say as Tom walks away is he's only alive because the setting was changed it's like, ugh, you're all dumb.
0: Also, what would have happened if it was set to kill? An explosion from Jake? No, he probably just would have been, like, vaporized. Right. So nothing. There'd be, like, a poof in the backpack, and that's it. Yep.
1: Hmm. Jake DeMar's a human. He's hiding now. Great. He's a hide. He is hide. Uh, Back with Cassie and Rachel, they're in a pile of shoes. They're like, we have to leave. Someone's coming, and we see a pair of shoes and legs, and it's Marco. And somehow they could tell it was Marco, but they couldn't tell that Chapman didn't actually have the disc. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, The girls demorph. Marco's like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing here? They fill him in. Marco's trying to come up with a plan to, like, make a distraction during the game so he can get close enough to Chapman to steal the disc back. Um, And he suggests, like, three ideas, and the girls shoot them all down. And then they eventually decide to leave their locker room before the players show up. I like the poster that says, think before you drink. (laughs) And I was just like, I think I want to drink. That's what I think. I
0: missed the poster because I had two major issues during this scene. All right. Tell me. One was Rachel's dialogue was the most egregious air for me in this entire episode. And that was when she said, let's get out of here before somebody comes in somebody's coming in (laughs) all in the same breath no pause how the (laughs) fuck did i not absorb any of this i I don't know
1: i just went on autopilot with this episode like i watched it at first and i was just like okay something happened to my eyeballs right now and then as i was taking Mm -hmm. notes i was just like finding the shortest shortcuts i could i think like I i just
0: don't blame you for that at all
1: oh man I do not blame
0: you for that. Some but yeah, that was the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here before somebody comes in. Someone's, Someone's coming cool. in. Um, and then the next thing I noticed is that they said, we got to get out of here before the team gets in here. Oh, the game has started. And you hear the whistle blow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when did the team come in to change? Because <laughs> it was the school is locked. Chapman goes to the Yerk pool. Tom yeah. asked him to reopen the door. Tom goes down the steps. Chapman tells the dude to let people in. Marco immediately walks in. Then the game is started. And it's like, wait, this is a locker room. Like, what? what is happening? Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> not to jump the gun, but later... Um... They're in the auditorium and they're like, it's the second half and we haven't found Jake. And then, like, 20 minutes later, Rachel goes to leave and the guy's like, the game's about to start. So, like, yeah! the timeline is all fucked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> that is happening. What?
1: Duh. I fuck. mean, I think we alluded to this a couple episodes ago and we are like, obviously, I, I think it's pretty obvious they shoot out of order. But, yeah. like.
0: I don't they think they ever bothered to reorder it no <sighs> yeah I just
1: yeah I think they shot it out of order I don't think I think they had like a brief idea for this script but like I don't think they actually had like a final script until like day of and it was like very hastily written and then they just kind of lost track of like when in the timeline it was and like that's why the the timeline got fucked up I don't but know. But, like,
0: why is nobody watching the finished product?
1: That's the question, isn't it?
0: That is that is the question. I feel like that's the question of this whole TV show. Why is no one watching the finished product? Because, like, yep. listen, Peter Jackson had to watch Lord of the Rings hundreds of times before mm-hmm. we ever saw it. Mm-hmm. We just need these people to go through, like, twice maybe. Like, we're talking, like, an hour of your day. Right. I spend more time
1: editing an episode of this podcast than they did on a fucking TV show.
0: Absolutely. That's absolutely true.
1: Yeah. And actually it's interesting. Um, I'm reading uh, Julie Andrews uh, second autobiography right now. And Mm -hmm. she's talking about like, like what it was like being in Hollywood and like kind of like behind the scenes on some of the movies she did. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this. There is someone called like a continuity person.
0: Yeah, that keeps, like, the costumes and shit in check, right?
1: Yeah, or, like, like if you're working with a prop and then you, like, they make sure you're, like, using the right hand to, to drink out of or something. Like, if it's a cup, like, they make mm-hmm. sure it's, like, oh, but, like, you started with your right hand, but then you switched to your left hand. You have to do it with your right hand again for continuity's sake. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: I thought that was really interesting. Didn't that person, like, hate Daniel Radcliffe because he broke too many wands on Harry Potter? I don't know. And like, okay. I'll say this too, as far as this continuity person goes, is that I will absolutely cut them some slack. Like, there is this one pretty famous scene on Glee where like that I think it was like Naya Rivera and um Oh, who's the girl that plays Brittany S. Pierce? Why can't I remember her name? Anyways, (laughs) they were talking and like her hair was like down, and then it was up, and then up, and then down, and like as they uh, switch the scenes, you can see it switching. Yeah, and like something like that, it's like if you notice it, you're like, oh, okay, that's funny, but like I'm, I, who cares, right? I'm mm-hmm. glossing over it. I know it's a TV show; you're not like ruining anything for me. Yeah, but like this, <laughs> the actual structure of the episode was destroyed by the continuity. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: God. Uh. Like, again, if they just cared a little fucking bit. At all. At, like, if they just watched it once before it went out. Yep. The other continuity I can think of is when Boromir's is dying at the end of Fellowship of the Ring. When mm. the shots of him, of Sean Bean on the ground, I think he has... I forgot which shots it was, if it was on Vigo or if it's on Sean, but, like... On one of the series of shots he has his arm up on Vigo's shoulder, and in the other right. set of shots he doesn't. And I always notice that, but that's also because I watched that movie like sixty times in a row. So
0: like Well, for sure. And I know exactly which scene you're talking about okay. too. And like that's one of those things where it like it happens, you notice it, you're like, ha, gotcha. But like then you let it go, because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like... not
1: a car driving in the background of a
0: shire. Oh,
1: which i never actually saw but i've heard stories
0: i have watched out for it like so many times and i've never been able to spot it
1: uh yeah for sure oh man i think i think that was in like a really early release of the film and then they took it out later
0: so they digitally manipulated it and like like, the fucking star wars did and uh, the apple when they throw out, when aragorn throws pippin an apple when they're having the conversation about like we've uh-huh. had one yes but what about second breakfast 11's uh-huh. lunches apparently there's a grocery store sticker on the apple <gasps> he throws really i've never noticed yeah. or... <laughs> why wouldn't you check that before you came i don't know <laughs> he eats stickers all the time he's the charlie <laughs> of middle earth <laughs>
1: <laughs> why wouldn't you check that that's like the
0: easiest thing to do you just
1: peel a sticker out
0: <laughs> yeah god, some intern walked in and is like that's not my fucking job <laughs> oh my
1: god
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs>
1: I feel like there was something else in Lord of the Rings that, that also like it's oh god I've lost it, but it's something like the Apple. It's like there's, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. There's
0: got to be so many of those things in Lord of the Rings. Like, it's such a big fucking production.
1: Yeah. Well, they didn't have anyone checking anything on this fucking show. <laughs> no, they didn't.
0: They I'm did properly not.
1: tipsy now, by the way. Good. So we'll see where this takes us. Hopefully to the end. To the end. All right. To the end. Tom, we're back underground with Tom, Thomas. Gross. Um, He walks into the ERC pool with an air of a businessman heading into the office. And some other controller tells him that Visor 3 wants an update about the fucking progress of the disc. She leaves and Jake is sneaking around. Tom does some shit with the computer. And Jake sees a very ominous looking door just ahead. Tom starts having a Zoom call with Visor 3 and mm-hmm. they mainly talk about the disc and Tom hasn't gotten it open, but he did discover that one of Elfanger's relatives will be able to unlock it. And they're working very hard to capture the Andalite bandolites at the big game. Visitor 3 is like, cool. How are my babies? My super cool, awesome mutant yurks that don't need Cantrona <laughs> to survive. And Tom's like, oh, they're good. And Visor 3 is like, remember, they're very delicate and are not easily replaced. Okay, bye. And Tom's like, all right, dad, Bye. And visitor 3 signs off, and Tom enters the code to go into said room with the Yerks. It's 5120. 5120. That's
0: it. (laughs) 8675309. Somebody, uh, the My Favorite Murder Girls, talked about that on their podcast the other day, and then they're like, You realize there's a whole generation that doesn't know what the song Jenny is, right? (gasps) That's upsetting. It's very upsetting.
1: What are the kids listening to
0: nowadays? Well, funny you should ask. I listened to a 2020-2021 Most Popular Songs playlist today. Okay. Um, And number one was Billie Eilish, which was great. And then it just fell apart from there. So nothing good.
1: Okay, but, like, are kids listening to modern music or are they listening to, like, old shit? Like, that's what I want to know. Because, like, when I was... A young boy my father took me to the city anyway um See
0: the marching
1: band. but I wasn't really listening to modern music at least like nothing that played on like the top 40s really well that's not entirely true but like mm-hmm. I don't know I would listen to like older stuff from like the 90s in, I feel in like the 2000s I
0: always had like a pretty good working knowledge of like at least the top 10 on the radio mm-hmm like at any given point in my life, like even today when I was listening, I was like, I recognize all of these. But, um, I mean, I don't know what kids are listening to. I guess like whatever is popular on TikTok, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know because it's like, oh, are the kids like actually listening to like the Beatles or something, or are they listening to like, yeah. you know?
0: I mean, I 2010's feel like...
1: indie, like.
0: No. Like, I feel like it's still got to yeah. be kind of what's popular. I know for sure Billie Eilish is what the kids are listening to. Her, at least. She's pretty ubiquitous among yeah, all of them because she is of the age and everything. But other than that, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Because there's no, like, kind of Disney Channel,
1: yeah. like, your favorite
0: actors go into music sort of thing right now. Yeah.
1: Shit, man. I don't know. If write in and tell us what your kids are listening to, any age. What are the teens listening to? What are the eight year olds listening to? I don't give a fuck.
0: What are they Yeah, we should uh are we should listen- definitely throw this out to the Discord because Yeah. Well there's a lot of <laughs> kids in there. Not kids,
1: parents. <laughs> parents, yeah. Sorry. How did
0: we start talking about this?
1: Oh yeah, what are the kids listening to?
0: Gotcha. Yeah, what are the kids listening to? And tell then us. it turned into once again, let's talk about what we liked. Because, <laughs> like, I listened to the Beatles in high school. And that was, like... I didn't. 40... I hated the Beatles. I,
1: yeah, I know how you feel about the Beatles. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> Listen. That being said... Sorry, you go first. I was just going to say, I think the Beatles are a little overhyped, but... Controversial absolutely, opinion. Absolutely, the Beatles are overhyped. It's not controversial here in the safe space. They have a great um, legacy, but yes another again another person from our discord maria ann shared a micmac cover of it done like in their native language of blackbird oh really oh fucking incredible did i fucking miss that yes you did and i will share it with you okay thank you yeah i should share it overall like just with this podcast because it's fucking amazing yeah yeah that sounds awesome it is awesome so anyways that's how
1: i feel about the beatles that's good (laughs) You like the Mic cover of Blackbird
0: and that's it. I did. I mean, I do like Blackbird. Like, it's, I like it's very yeah. specific Beatles songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yep. 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 Yeah. The and very specific Fleetwood Mac songs. Like that. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Now tell me about your favorite. Let's just, let's just become a music podcast. I don't want to <laughs> talk about sorry. this episode anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, we should. I mean, we should probably finish the original thing first. But like honestly, I even listening to older music, I'm like, oh, there's specific songs I like, but I don't want to like listen to all of this. No. no. What I the, like what the fuck is Angel in a Centerfold? Such a stupid song. Da, 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 da. Like somebody listened to that and thought that's radio material. It's catchy.
1: <laughs> that's all I care about. If it's catchy, it
0: is, it is catchy. But like,
1: uh, to your point though, I think it should be more universally accepted that if you like a couple of songs by a band or a person, that doesn't necessarily mean you like all of their shit. Because that's how yeah. I listen to a majority of music. But I can't just say like, give me an example of like, like okay, let's say like waterfalls by TLC sure it's like I like the song waterfalls and I know a couple other TLC songs I do not own a TLC album I do not know their entire discography or their history or whatever so I can't say like oh yeah sure I'm a fan of TLC because I'm a fan of very specific TLC songs Mm -hmm. so like but like I feel like in music communities it's like I have to know all of the history of the members of Nirvana and have listened to all of their fucking music to call myself a Nirvana fan. When in, in reality, I've listened to about half of Nevermind, liked it, and I know a little bit about Kurt Cobain, and that's it. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no nuance of, like, liking musicians, I kind of feel like.
0: And I feel like this... We should especially, and maybe we've already been moving kind of towards that because all of our music platforms now are by song, like Spotify and listening to shit on YouTube. Like all of this is by song, whereas before you'd actually have to buy like an album or a record. So you might have a shot at knowing like all of the songs from this one record or album.
1: Right. But like, even then it was like a lot, it was very commonplace for a lot of people to be like, oh, I heard like one song that i really like on the radio the only way i could get that song is if i buy the whole album and i now have all of their songs but i only like this one song
0: Mm -hmm. which is totally fine and valid yeah so i don't know i don't know either i i feel like of all of the kind of weird gatekeeping cultures music is especially toxic yeah I was their fan before, like, blah, blah, blah happened. It's like, good for fucking you. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know.
1: My band sold out. It's, it's fucking business.
0: Yeah, like, oh, they're <laughs> shitty now that they're popular. No, they're fucking not. You just wanted to think that you're fucking cool. Fuck off. Yeah,
1: just say, like, I prefer their old stuff. That's all you have
0: to do. You don't have to, like... Even that sounds really fucking condescending. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. older. I prefer the older... Just sit silently and don't ever share your opinion with anyone. That's terrible advice. I mean, like...
1: <laughs> like, from a personal <laughs> perspective, it's like, I have listened to Green Day's new album. I don't particularly care for it. But all you have to say is, Oh, I literally like Dookie. That's it. I don't Man. know. Something like that. I don't know.
0: In Fuck that it. particular instance, I'd just be like, you know, just hang the photographs and still frames in your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit! <laughs> oh, it got me so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> it's a good response to that one band. That was amazing.
1: Oh man, <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave it there. Like, shit. That's the end of the episode. We'll see y'all next week.
0: <laughs> this has been fun. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> I need to recover from that for a minute. <laughs> <sighs> shit.
0: Okay. Oh man, I just want to talk
1: about music tomorrow.
0: So yeah, I just I don't want to. I'll talk about anything.
1: But oh god, uh, this keeps happening. I feel like this has been happening like week after week.
0: Like, what's going on? Shit just keeps getting worse. Like, yeah, they started stronger than this, which is really hard to imagine. It's because Neil Schusterman isn't here. Neil Schusterman, author of Vampire Weekend, it's <laughs> <That's> also banned. <laughs> I can't remember what he wrote. It was a book um, that people were excited about. Why can't Challenger I
1: remember Challenger Deep. Sure. Which I've actually ordered from Thrift Books, because Thrift Books was like, oh, uh, it was like, you have a free book and it's going to expire on the 4th, so you better fucking get it. And I was like, well, okay. And, and I got Challenger Deep by Neil Shisterman. I've never read a Neil Shisterman book before, so we'll see how this goes.
0: I'm excited. Yay! I hope it's good. I hope he does a great job.
1: I hope so, too. I'll be like...
0: Neil, you're okay. You're okay, Neil. You can Neil. be my hero, baby!
1: You can kiss away my pain!
0: Aww, <laughs> oh, Neil Schusterman. Ah, uh, Enrique. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that Enrique? Yeah, that was Enrique.
0: I think you're right. Oh. Stunning. This is so much more interesting than talking about for the, <laughs> the, the show, honestly. I have to edit this episode. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's, like, rush through the last bit. Okay. Okay. I mean,
1: like, we're not even at the halfway point. We're almost there. But. I know. Okay. 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 So Jake goes into the fucking room of doom. And inside there's a bunch of, like, white canvas sacks. And there's, like, shitty Halloween cobwebs strung up. And there's lights and, like, alien shapes moving in these fucking egg sack things. And there's just whale noises everywhere, like echolocation, killer whale, like clicking and and that kind of vocalizations playing over. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, sorry. Jake's not going in here. Tom's going in here. Jake doesn't go at in at here all... yet. Sorry. Right. I fucked it up. It's
0: fine. No one cares.
1: Um, Tom starts fucking monologuing to the Bibi yurks, and it's very melodramatic and stupid. And the basic gist is that he's going to get them all host bodies, and they're going to take over the world, and he's got to go regenerate, because unlike them, he still needs the Candrona. Okay. Then we have the commercial break. Blah, blah, blah. Head on. applied directly to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Um and oh my god, we are finally here. We are finally at the big game, and it is neither big nor a game. It is <laughs> one team doing layups.
0: Scott saw it and first of all he was like, Ooh dunks, ooh dunks, then he's like, Oh my god, there's only like ten people at this game. <laughs> <I know! laughs> Straight up um. Like, the fucking radio
1: was talking about this game. I was like, fuck yeah, it's gonna be, like, a really big deal. And it was not. It was nope. like, we're gonna go watch one team scrimmage with each other.
0: Only one of them even had their names on the back of the, the fucking jerseys. <laughs> yep. And they, and they never got a
1: shot, like, straight on of the court. It was either, like, close up on the baskets <laughs> or shots of the crowd. Yeah, They did not want to admit that they could not get two teams to pretend to fucking fight each other.
0: Which, by the <laughs> way, is like 10 people tops. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. God, it was... Yeah. I see you. I see you, Animorphs TV show. Yeah. Um. This is when Rachel reports that it's the second half. They haven't found Jake yet. Um, Chapman comes walking by and the kid's... Try to figure out what they should do with him. And Chapman walks back the way he came. He passes by Axe, who is carrying two solo cups. And Axe is like, Marco, you were right. This is amazing. Everyone is so excited. I got Rachel and Cassie some drinks. And he hands them over. And Marco's like, how did you pay for those, Axe? And Axe is like, we're supposed to pay for these? And everyone's kind of laughing. And I'm like, silly Axe, you can't just steal shit. And Marco good-naturedly says he'll go take care of it. As he leaves... Axe points to one of the cups, and then he points to Rachel, and he says, this one is for you. And then he leaves with Marco. Cassie and Rachel look at each other, and then they switch cups. And I fucking loved that. This was the highlight of the episode for me.
0: That's Scott started screaming at me at this point, and he kept saying, what does this mean? What is the point of this? Why did this happen? And I was like... I assume it was because he was just being nice and, like, in his, like, not knowing about Earth was trying to be, like, this one specifically I got for you. And then the girls did a funny thing. But then I brought up, oh, it's because he poisoned it. And then Scott started screaming (laughs) at me about, like, why would he want to poison Rachel and why would they be fine with Cassie dying instead if she got to drink the poison cup and they knew it was poison? Like... It turned into this whole thing, and I'm like, okay, stop. Like, I can't, I can't play in this space with you. I don't. <laughs> it was just a, a comedic joke. Just let it go. And then there, it just it went on. Wow, for... he
1: really read into that, didn't he?
0: He really got into it. It was like a full three-minute conversation. And then finally I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't
1: do this with you. I just took it as, like, this was something that Paulo ad-libbed, and then the girls were like, oh, okay, he's doing a bit, and then they did a bit, and that was yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly. And this was not was planned banks. or
1: encouraged by the directors. They were just like, oh, that's cute. Like, yeah, we'll put that in the book. See, the actors are doing
0: all the hard work here. Fucking writers. Or maybe this was inexplicably in the script. Maybe. That's really hard to believe, though, with the other shit happening. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was cute. I liked it a lot. I just, I didn't like the ensuing third degree I had to fucking live through. <laughs> <The> fucking. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should go on the attack as far as, like, hunting down and finding who is responsible for this show.
0: Yeah, because this passive, like, honeypot business we've got going on is not playing out for us. Yeah.
1: We need to, like, get the full story. We need to We need to pull a heist. A heist of information. (laughs) (sighs) Well, we'll get to the end of this mystery someday.
0: I mean, I guess. It is on that day the podcast will finally come to its naturally drawn conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) And we cannot end this quest until we get there. God.
1: All right. Uh, we're back in the Yerk pool. Tom packs up his shit, leaves, and Jake sneaks into the room with the mutant Yerks, and he marvels at how fucked the human race is. And I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Then we're back at the game, and we get a panning shot of the cheerleaders, and we see Axe walking by with two more cups, and he just looks very delighted about these about these girls and these games you know he's covering all his bases sports and girls um he is distracted and he runs into chapman and axe looks panicked for a minute and then he like i think he spits soda all over chapman's jacket
0: and i thought he just like drops the cup a second time somehow
1: i don't know i thought he like leaned forward and actually like spit on him but it was unclear anyway some liquid ends up on chapman's jacket and chapman just like stares at him for a second and the Animorphs are like, oh, shit, what's going on over there? And Chapman's like, what the fuck? Look at my jacket. And Axe is like, oh, sorry, sir. Let me help you take it off. And he tries to rip the jacket off of Chapman. And he does it, like, three different times before Marco finally comes over and pulls Axe off of him.
0: Yeah. It just, like, once or twice would have been sufficient, but it just keeps once, going. Once would have been sufficient.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. Although, my favorite part about the whole thing was watching the extras that were sitting just behind them, like, watch this go <laughs> down, laugh, and they all just had these, like, vague smiles on their
0: faces. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that that was also my favorite part. <laughs> oh,
1: that was great. Um, Marco apologizes, says that Axe is from out of town, and Axe starts playing with the word town, and Marco gives him a little jerk on his short, like, shut up. Um, And Chapman stares and then he leaves in disgust. And Marco's like, what the fuck did you just do? Mm -hmm. And my other favorite part about this was as Chapman's walking away, we see the cheerleaders and they're cheering. But you can tell they're very much losing steam. They're like, yay, go. Huzzah. We're so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) My favorite part about that was that their chant was go team go team go team Mm -hmm. go
1: team and that was it go unspecified team for unspecified
0: school they couldn't even put in the effort to come up with like a name or something (sighs) yeah god just the
1: show is just what the fuck did they have one day to shoot each episode
0: I think that it would have been better quality had they had an entire day to shoot each episode. It must have been, like, two hours per episode. They're like, oh, whatever shit we can get out, let's do it.
1: Honestly, that's the only acceptable answer I would take. Yeah. Is if they really only had two hours to shoot each episode. But I know that's not the case, because that would be insane.
0: Maybe that is the case.
1: Maybe we'll it track is. down the information. Yeah, we'll hunt it down. Someday. Yeah. All right. figure it out. Um back with jake he's staring up at the yerk egg sacks or whatever and then he like sidles down one of them pulls a knife out of nowhere cuts open the bottom of it and all of this orange goo and yurks start pouring out of this sack and then there's a dramatic increase in the whale noises and jake clutches his head and starts screaming in agony along with them
0: yeah, I, I don't know if my favorite part was the fact that Jake suddenly became Knife Boy or this immediate following <laughs> part where it cuts to Tom being like, the scream of my warrior children. <laughs> the song
1: of my people. Music to my yeah. ears. <laughs>
0: They're screaming in distress off. and he's like, ah, yes. They're mad about
1: something. They're victory warrior screams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking Tom. He's fucking delusional in this.
0: And then, Fucking Tom.
1: And then there, there's like some other controllers. It's like, what are they fucking yelling about? Like, let's actually do yeah. something about this.
0: Right. And then Tom's like, no, I must get my snack first.
1: I need to be regenerated. Make sure my host body doesn't try to escape. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then his host body tries to escape for maybe two seconds what? and then gives up. Yeah, immediately gives up. Ugh. Yeah. And as they're dragging him away, Chapman comes down, steals the disc, and then leaves.
0: And then puts it outside a fucking window. He
1: does!
0: Oh my god. I'm watching this happen, and I'm like, even if you didn't know about the Andalites, why- Why would you put it there? Why Delilah?
1: Wow, that's an obscure music poll right there. (laughs) Oh my god. I've never met a more impossible (sighs) girl.
0: I could see this girl was no good for me. (laughs) (sighs) But as she betrayed me, I watched. I went out of my mind. Everybody betray me. I'm fed up
1: with this world. (laughs) 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 Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Axe tells everybody that Chapman doesn't have the disc. He checked all his pockets. And they're like, I guess Tom still has it. <sighs> it's like, we didn't need to have this subplot.
0: You didn't even need to have that subplot at all.
1: Uh if someone had just fucking checked to make sure that's actually what happened in the locker room, but they didn't. They were just assumed
0: things. Or just don't even bring it up Yeah, that too. There is no need There's, there's no, no need, there's none. <laughs> uh
1: they flounder about what to do. Axe says they should ask Prince Jake, but they can't find him, and they all split up to go look for him.
0: God. At this point I'm one step closer to the edge, and I'm a <laughs> In
1: a little room to break.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: I'll never not see Thomas the Tank Engine when I think of that song.
0: <laughs> Same.
1: Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shut up. Shut up.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh. God, I love it. That the. Not- Bop, bom, She's Jesus, cold. As well. <laughs> I'm
1: dance. This it's a Guitar scream kicking set. Megatron or
0: whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. And then the the cassette player disc popping out of the. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Okay, I'm so sorry. All right.
1: Ooh, I love it. Believe me, I'd rather be talking about all of
0: this. <laughs> Same.
1: Okay, um. The controllers are looking around in the mutant yerk room, and Jake decides to hide in the floor grate, and the controllers start bitching about how the yerks are very sensitive to temperature changes, and they'll never survive global warming, and they suck. Um, one of them drops the flashlight on top of Jake's face. It's a fucking miracle they didn't see him. Um, they absolutely
0: saw him and chose to ignore him.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was a Marco's mom situation all over again.
0: Marco's mom has got it's it going, going on. on. Sorry.
1: okay okay um controllers leave the room and one of them stands outside to guard the room maybe this will pay off in the next episode we don't know uh outside the school this is when chapman opens the window puts the disc on the windowsill for safekeeping i guess i don't know
0: this is the dumbest fucking spot to hide it i agree (sighs) don't know why
1: but it is co- very convenient for Tobias to grab it. And then, I, th- and then stupid me, I thought, oh, he's putting the disc on the ledge and Tobias is going to grab it and then Tobias is going to get all fucked up and that was Chapman's plan all along. But no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Chapman was a stupid and left it on a windowsill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anyway, Tobias grabs the disc and he's airborne for only a couple seconds and then he starts to lose control and falls to the ground, dropping it. And Rachel's trying to leave the building. She's being harassed by Tom's buddy. That's when he says the game is about to start, and I'm fucking confused. Um, yep. She lies, and so she has to go give a friend a ticket or some shit, and he lets her go. Tells her to come back. All right, back. Um. To... And Scott yelled, the
0: sign says no re-entry right there.
1: <laughs> but Rachel is um the exception, I guess.
0: I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. this is where i came up with the whole subplot because she's like i have to go give my friend a ticket and he looked at her with this like withering like oh come on don't make me make an exception but like okay fine and I, like he was just acting the shit out of it and i was like oh this guy has a crush on rachel let's see how this plays out at
1: least i was very glad that rachel didn't have to like really turn on the charm and like use her womanly wiles to like sway Ugh. this guy because i would have thrown the fuck up
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Because we all know Rachel is beautiful and powerful, but she I don't think she would do that. She would absolutely not do that. She'd be like, get out of the way, or I'll punch you. She'd be like,
0: I'll fucking gut you like a carp. Yeah, that that one. Yep.
1: Fucking love her. Um, Me too. Yep. Tobias is collapsed on the ground. The disc has started to do shit. Um, Tobias is having flashbacks about morphing from hawk to human. Rachel comes out of the gym. She's calling for him. We cut back to Tobias and he is now Christopher, 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 Christopher. Christopher. And he's like, Oh fuck. I'm Christopher, 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 Christopher again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sorry. <laughs> he's very happy. He's ecstatic. He's overwhelmed. He's having a great fucking time. He was so stoked about this. Um, Hologram of Elfangor appears out of the disc. And Tobias is like, Oh, my God, Elfinger! look, I'm a human. Thank you. Oh, my God. Ah! And he just starts screaming, just like his hawk form. He's just screaming. <laughs> Good God. Um, Elfinger's like, congratulations, you've unlocked the secrets of the disc. You've solved my disc puzzle. <laughs> I sure did a great fucking job trusting the Andalite powers to you all. And Tobias is just, like, disregarding this. He's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're back. I thought you were dead. He's like a kid that's just seen Santa for the first time. Yeah, he's like. Doesn't even listen. He's so overwhelmed with other things going on. Um, Yeah. Rachel's still walking around calling for him. Elfinger says shit like, I'm always with you, Tobias, but also you have to decide if you want to remain human because you'll definitely lose the power to morph, so I guess you have to figure that out. Bye! And Tobias runs over. He screams, Thank you! to the disc. And then he's like, hang on, wait, come back. Where are you? Come back. Come back. And he sits on the ground like a sad child. And that's the end of this episode.
0: And this is like, this is what baffled me the most is this entire episode. Like we've been saying as we're recording, it's like someone's coming. They're here. But like they repeat the plot points a thousand times. Yeah. This was where earlier in the episode, they said the disc is keyed in to one of Elfangor's clan. They used the word Elfangor's clan. Yeah which confused the shit out of me, but I was like, okay, whatever. They just casually dropped that Tobias and Elfangor are related and never went back to hit on that plot point again, despite the fact that they had to hammer home every single other detail of this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, like, when they first mentioned that, like, oh, the disc can be unlocked by, like, a a clan member, a a blood relative or something, I was like, oh, it's Axe! Axe is the key, because Axe is his brother! That's what
0: I thought, too. But then then it's
1: like, no, it's Tobias. And then I didn't give it a second thought, because I already knew that Tobias was Elfanger's son from the books. But then I'm like, hang on, they really needed to specify that in the fucking show.
0: Right, because, like, it would have just happened in the books if it had even happened yet. Right. Oh god. And it might not have by the time this episode came out.
1: I wonder how much of oh god. This is what doesn't make sense to me. It's like my initial thought was I wonder how much of this book like the writing of these episodes was influenced by the fact that not all of the books were out yet so they didn't want to like commit to a lot of things because they didn't know if that was going to be changed in the canon later. But then also like why didn't they just do each book as an episode? Right, and just like go along that way. Why did they have to like decide to have creativity and go and make their own plot points? I don't. Know.
0: I don't know, but there's like there's no way that they didn't get this plot point from the book. Like there's yeah. no way the TV show decided. By the way, Tobias and Elfangor are related, right?
1: Yeah. Ugh well i mean so the only thing that i liked about this like tobias gets his morphing powers back from the disc instead of the elemis was that like maybe i thought we would see more of christopher 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 moving forward which is always good
0: but it did just occur to me the andalite chronicles would have been out by now so we actually did know this already that's my bad okay fair enough i'm sorry to bring it back to this but yeah we we will i'm sure now see more of christopher 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 Right, and I did think he
1: did an okay job, being, like, ecstatic that he was back in his own body. Like, I thought as an acting job, Christopher did pretty well. On that, I think his lines were stupid.
0: His lines were awful, but he himself didn't do bad. Right, right,
1: right. Like, I think he got that whole kind of like borderline hysterical, just like so fucking excited and overwhelmed and
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. But his lines were terrible.
0: <laughs> his all the lines were terrible. Every character's lines were terrible. Every one of them. <laughs> uh, so do you want to go through the through the children's Yeah, now? sure. Alright, let's talk about Jake. His, Slash Sean. I mean I liked
1: I liked that Jake ripped open the, the yerk sack and then screamed a lot. Like, I kind of wish, like, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, oh, he ripped open the yerk sack and now he's horrified at what he's done. And he's going to, mm-hmm. like, like angst about it because I was like, oh, that's good. That's, like, in the spirit of the books. Like, I'm on board with that. Right. But really, he was just screaming because the yerks were screaming and he hurt his brain head.
0: Right, and that would have been so much more interesting if it was, like, he just realized that he killed a bunch of, like, infant yurks that, right. like, didn't know about the fight yet. That would have been very cool. That would have been a great plot point. Yeah.
1: But I guess that's too dark for a children's show.
0: I feel like because of them just being basically gooey slugs, like, they could have gotten away with this if they yeah. not have thought of it. Yeah. And I just realized that I they were given new nicknames in the Discord I was supposed to follow. Like, I believe this is Shake for Sean and Jake. Shake. <laughs> shake. I'll see if I can remember him as we go. Shake but it But yeah, off. this is like, I don't know. I, I feel like this Jake point could have been its own episode, like its own standalone episode. Oh, sure. And it was barely a footnote on the big game, TM. The big game. The real character in
1: this show was the big game. <laughs> Except it was a fucking was lie. The-
0: it was such a fucking lie. That was the
1: biggest disappointment, is how not big the game was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Christ. But what was especially delightful was just watching the clearly younger Sean Ashmore outact Tom's actor a million to one. Oh my god. <laughs> that was delightful. Ancient Tom. Ancient Tom and little Sean Ashmore running fucking laps around him. <laughs> So, good job, Sean. Good job, Five Sean. for me. Sean did great. Did great. All right. Uh, Rachel, Brooke, Rook. Rook. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly... I mean, I'm going to give them fives because this is Rachel. Because favorites. Because yeah. favorites. And I play favorites. But, like, the goddamn dialogue was so fucking bad (laughs) i hated everything she said she didn't have a good moment in this episode she didn't do
1: anything no she didn't
0: she didn't do anything except say bad dialogue yeah and shoot down all of everyone's ideas for no reason She's absolutely the first person that would say, I'm going to spill a drink on him and steal his jacket. She's going to be like, abso fucking I'll be right there with you. I don't- Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll be there to wrestle him to the ground if he doesn't fucking do what we want.
0: Yeah, Ugh. exactly. God. And there was none of that. Disaster. So, I'm giving them fives, but I don't mean it. <laughs> It's not their fault the dialogue was bad. No, but, like, just- Did you give a rating or did you just I, refer I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. All right. Uh, Christopher, 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 Christopher slash Tobias, which I believe the name for this one was bird. Bird. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's just a bird. Just a bird. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. Again, like I said, I liked,
1: you know, I thought he did a pretty good job at the end acting. Even those lines were really stupid.
0: Yeah, Christopher, 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 Christopher did a great job of shaving before his <laughs> big human debut. He had no five o'clock shadow this time. Good
1: job. Great job shaving. Good job. He didn't have any awkward props to make everyone realize how tall and big he was. <laughs> how big is
0: Like a tiny were. sackcloth.
1: There was nothing in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a soft paper bag.
1: <laughs> made of fabric.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, it was fine.
1: The bird was great.
0: Yeah, bird was great. Uh, okay, let's talk about Nadia Cassie, whose name was... What? Nassi, maybe? Nassi? I don't really know. That one I made up. I,
1: that, that, I guess that works. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like she was in the same boat as Rachel. She was there, and she suffered some bad dialogue, and she did fine yep. as an
0: actress, but... I don't know. Honestly, I think she did better than, than Rachel did. And maybe that's just because she just had less bad dialogue to have to get through.
1: There, so. Okay, there was a moment where they were standing around and they were like, Axe, you can't just steal stuff. You have to pay for stuff here. And she was sitting there, like, trying not to die from laughter. And I did <laughs> like that. Like,. I feel like, and I could be reading into this, I feel like whenever Paula's on set, she just, like, busts into giggles. Like, that's the impression that I get.
0: I hope that's the truth.
1: <sighs> so, yeah. That's all I have to say.
0: Okay. So, fives, I guess, again. I mean, yeah. I mean, they all get fives. They're- Why not? They all get fives. They're all great. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about Marco. Boris slash Marco, which I think was Barco. Barco. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy. <laughs> Puppers.
1: I mean, he was, he was just fine. He's, he's, just, just, he's
0: great. He's great. He's, fine. he's just a good, good boy. He's just a good, good boy. Yeah. I really liked whenever he had to grab Paolo's shirt and shake him. Yeah. Or like slap a friendly hand on his shoulder or something. And I kept wondering, as I was watching the two of them interact a lot, if, if Paulo ever got slightly intimidated by Boris, because, <laughs> because Boris is beeping. so, like, yeah, like, you could really, like, I don't know, I've been noticing that I think he's gaining a lot of muscle as the show progresses, oh, sure. and, like, Paulo just looked kind of extra, like, kind of thin next Paolo's, to him. Paulo was a stick on Animorphs. He was just a stick boy. He what? He's, like, like super, like, thin teenage boy. Like, your metabolism hasn't quite regulated yeah, yet kind of thin. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And Boris
1: is like, I can crush your head with my bicep.
0: Boris is literally like, I am fucking gaining muscle. It's gain season, yeah. my friends. Yeah.
1: They're, making, they're giving me all these
0: baggy jackets to, to hide my sick gains. Right. But then, like, you just see him, like, do something, and you'll just, like, the fabric will... <laughs> Confirmed somehow, and you're like, holy shit, he's gained even more muscle mass. How is this possible? Oh, no. Fucking ready to rage. <laughs> he like brushes against a door
1: frame and just like knocks all the plaster off.
0: Of <laughs> 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 <Ooh>. Oh man. <laughs> oh god. All right, uh, let's talk about Paulo and Axe, who I think was Pax, maybe. Pax. Pax means peace in Latin. Oh, I mean,
1: kind of felt like it was a very different Paulo this week. Like there's something off,
0: something off. The joy wasn't there this week. Yeah. Maybe he was like sick or something or I don't know. Yeah. Or they told him to tone it down and he was being <gasps> vindictive.
1: That's the greatest crime. If they tell him to tone it down and be like, Polly, you're too good. You're too- you're, you're that- just steal scenery because you're so yes. fucking great and funny and amazing. You gotta tone Absolutely. it down, man. Absolutely,
0: I will punch them. That's a crime. A fucking travesty. Your crime is
1: that you're too good.
0: That is his true crime, <laughs> is that he is too good at being axed. He's a criminal mastermind. <laughs> a master of disguise. The king of thieves, but for playing ax. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh... I mean...
1: Obviously, I still loved him. Obviously. Yeah, me too. I would die for him.
0: Yeah, same.
1: I would get brutally injured for him.
0: Would you jump on a grenade for him? (laughs) Get hit by a train for him. (laughs) Yeah, would you do anything for him? Oh, whoa. And thus concludes the musical episode of Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> There's so much music in here. I'm so sorry. No, it was great. Oh, God. I'm wrapping it up. All right. This is the crescendo. Send me an email at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or come to our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous or... Check us out on Twitter at Animorph's Anon or go to our Slam at Animorphs Anonymous. And those are all the places that I know of.
1: All the places that we are, except we're also on a Discord server. And we talk to each other and Animorphs fans and share pictures of our pets and share music that we like and share mm-hmm. what X-Men we are based on someone's Twitter assessment of our favorite X-Men character.
0: Um <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And that's how I found out that even though Rogue and Gambit are both my favorites, it's actually Gambit, according to this Twitter person who I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Because I don't like Twitter. And apparently you have to like Twitter to have Rogue be your favorite. And I don't like it. You're not
1: depressed bisexual enough.
0: Yeah, it's true. I'm also
1: not a repressed bisexual, unfortunately repressed or depressed i forgot what it was
0: did i don't know what did they say i, I don't remember it could be depressed i may be misremembering okay
1: it. whatever anyway we have an x-men channel on our animorphs anonymous discord server <laughs> we also talk about animorphs so don't be like oh this is just like a weird place to talk about x-men and things that aren't animorphs because we do talk about animorphs don't at me
0: let's just plug our x-men <laughs> <on> our <Animorphs laughs> podcast So anyways, if you like X-Men, which is not something we talked about on this podcast, come join our Discord.
1: Um, You can get the link to this Discord server uh, if you hit us up on any of our socials or email us, and we will let you join. Sometimes we throw it up in the Andalite Bandalites page just for giggles and shits. So keep an eye out. Keep your ears open.
0: Now, keep your ears open. (laughs) Uh, so what if I listen to all of that, the thing that interested me the most was that we talk about comic books. Do you have like something related to that that I can grasp onto? I actually really do. And since we
1: also talked about music a lot in this episode, this comic in question is also very, very music-based. Um, so if you like either or both of those things, or if you don't like them, but I'm going to ask you anyway to go read my brand new free comic it's not brand new <laughs> I don't know. it's brand new to me <laughs> <laughs> please read my my comic that i make and draw it is called beside you you can go check that out at b s i d e y o u comic.com if you don't want to read it for free you can go to my patreon and <laughs> give me a couple dollars and see early pages and work in progress pages and you can go look at that at patreon.com slash kcd studios
0: Yes, and I suggest you become a patron because then you get delightful pages that say things like "we're all on a bench," and like you just can't, you just can't get that content for free anywhere else. <laughs> that's what they come here for. <laughs> it's for that's me it, pointing out what's that's happening in the page. The people going. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the people want to know. That's a great sales pitch. <laughs> Pay me dollars so that you can.
1: <laughs> Watch me point out what's happening in the page, but in text form.
0: Oh, but I can watch you point out what's happening to the page 105 days in advance. That's true. And that's the real that's true. silver lining. Months early. Months in advance. Oh
1: my God. Okay. I don't want to do any of this. I would rather go learn about a boy who is super and listen to Alex and a couple other dudes talk about him. How do I get this content
0: oh well I have news for you Uh, it's actually been going on since like 2014 so it's not new news but it is some sort of news (laughs) we've advertised both of our things as brand new but neither of them are (laughs) 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 brand new podcast from Cadmus 2 Crisis is is brand new as of 2014 (laughs) Uh, that's where our friends David and Drew have a podcast that's about 90s superhero Superboy and uh, they talk about it a lot they were on two episodes of ours which one was the uh, Alternamorse episode, the second one for Christmas and then Drew was on Megamorse in the time of the dinosaurs and uh, they somehow invited me to be an accidental third host on their podcast so I get to do voices my most favorite recent one was of Superman in an alternate comic <laughs> that we did for the annual number three and that one cracked me up because Superman was a dick, and so I just got to make this old lady dick voice, and like I just kind of, I kind of got wild with it after a while, and like David actually stopped the podcast at one point to be like, I just, I really appreciate what you're doing. with <laughs> I really
1: appreciate the direction you took
0: Superman in. Yeah, because my reads were like just buck wild, like <laughs> they were absolutely insane, and he was like, I just really like what's happening. Here. <laughs> so. Yeah, come check it out. to Crisis. Is, 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 is. It's just to Crisis. We only had the is is, is is to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <sighs> we did it. We made it. it through this episode. We got to the end of this episode, and we did it. Oh. Yep. We got two more parts to go, though. So take comfort oh, or dread in that fact. Well, we will find out next week on Animorphs Anonymous.
1: Animorphs Anonymous. is This is this is this. This is this
0: is So long farewell.
1: I'll be the